0: Somebody has to do it. Even to do something simple as this, you're gonna need the help of other people. If you need to build a business, you're gonna need a lot of different people to help you.
1: I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at Humblezone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes, they will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit HomestudioMastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Alex Moses. He's a serial entrepreneur and one of the most esteemed and sought after human behaviors in the world. At age 29, Alex sold his first business for nine figures. Since then, he has helped launch numerous startups as well as consulted for many of the world's most successful millionaires and billionaires, including my favorite Steve Jobs. He has 34 years of experience scaling multiple companies to eight figures and beyond. Today, Alex is focusing on revolutionizing postgraduate education. He lives in Arizona with his wife Roxy and his two busted hounds Melvin and Winthrop, who, by the way, have their own Instagram page with over 59,000 followers. In his free time, he indulges himself with his favorite TV show, Lie to Me and Perception. This is going to be an awesome conversation. Let's jump right in. Alex, thank you so much for coming on to be a guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So share with us where you're coming from, you got started basically give us a little lowdown on who alex moses is and what keeps you going
0: i don't even know myself who alex moses is (laughs) trying to discover for the last 50 plus years Mm -hmm. i was born in ukraine and i lived in i don't know more countries that i can think of i know it was russia austria italy france germany holland i'm sure i missed a few countries and i ended up in usa just pretty much chasing the dream mm-hmm. Always wanted to be in the u.s to live in the usa i came here went to school for a very long time mostly learning
1: psychology and business
0: and i don't know what else would you like to know <laughs>
1: psychology and business. You've been in more countries that you can remember, which is kind of really amazing because when you visit different countries, you get to see more than what your culture shows you. You become a lot more open-minded. And I think your journey, and based on some of the conversations that we have, you are much more open-minded than a lot of people that I've met. Over the past couple years interviewing people on the podcast thank
0: you one of my rules is being open to everything i have like six rules that i live by and one of them is be open to everything attached to nothing so i don't believe that i know anything Mm -hmm. i mean whatever i know is probably a fraction of there's out there of information probably less so i'm trying to help people to using my natural talents is not necessarily something that I've learned mm-hmm. because that's what I think everybody's value in, something that you were born with, that you have a talent that's what makes you unique from anybody else on the planet. The yeah. information you learn, it doesn't have that much value in most cases. Your experience is but information, you can Google it, any information in the world yeah. for free.
1: There's the old adage where the, the older you get, the less, you know, yeah. of things around yeah. you because younger kids, like my kids, right? They're, they're 12 and eight. They're like, Oh, we know everything. But you just ask us, what do you, what do you want to know? We know everything. I believe they do. That's the funny part. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because as being as a spiritual person, and I always tell everybody I work with, with the family, I am like, you have a conversation with your kids that will blow your mind they do they are born with a lot of information that we don't Mm -hmm. even realize
1: yeah it's it's the unlearning that we do over time as we grow and stop like oh don't go there don't experiment with this don't do this like we're telling our kids we're literally telling our kids every single day don't do that don't do that don't do that and guess what they stop being curious we stop being curious as we grow older
0: right well, that's psychology if we go a little bit in psychology since i studied only like for 30 years or 40 years or so yeah it's we hear from our parents no 70 times more than yes that's why the society is so negative mm-hmm. because that's how we condition since the day we were born yeah we hear 70 times no to a single yes but i don't even realize How the percentage? How crazy that number is!
1: I can attest to that. Having four kids in the house, and they're asking me, "Can we watch TV? Can we go play outside? Can we go build a set? Can we do this? Can we do this?" And and the answer is always no. So they and the kids are so resilient, right? They will. They're a lot more persistent than we are as adults. And yeah. you, you're right. They, they know a lot more. They're more persistent. And if there was a way for us to go back to that mind state, I think that would be something else.
0: That's what I help
1: people to do when I work with it.
0: It's literally to not put learn stuff, but unlearn and go to basics. It's who you really are. Mm-hmm. What are your identities? What your personality is? Not actually what you learn, because what you learn is not as valuable yeah. as who you are. Because once you understand who you are, you can find a place for yourself in the world. And then you can hire people who know things you don't know, who have these skills that you don't have. Hmm. This can always be acquired. The most important thing is to understand yourself. Nothing changed in the last 2,300 years since the Socrates say it, right? (laughs) Know thyself. I think we're still going the wrong way, (laughs) learning everything else besides learning ourselves.
1: So how did you learn about yourself or, you know, as you've experienced the past few decades, how, you know, walk us through or, you know, share with us some of the learnings that you've accomplished. I believe there's
0: only one way to learn anything on this planet: is through pain and suffering.
1: Through pain and suffering.
0: So because I was fortunate enough they have a lot of drama in my life i was mm-hmm. like blind that i would nine and burned both of my eyes so i had to have three surgeries wow. at the age of 14 i had a tuberculosis so i was like was asking god to kill mm-hmm. me i didn't want to be in so much pain mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. and i had two strokes i was fully paralyzed so all the things that slows me down give me an opportunity to research myself deeper why am i in that position what got me into it why am i struggling it's part of my book as well actually my right i was just gonna mention that
1: you've got you've got a book out called becoming become a top two percent earner just by changing your brain brain chemistry this is a really enticing title i mean I mean, how does anybody even change their brain chemistry? Through
0: neuroplasticity. I do not go in details, I don't want people. Yes, yes, of course. People. But the way we create the new neurons in our head and the way we learn stuff is through a specific process. I don't know if mm-hmm. you got to it to in the book yet. Mm-hmm. It's actually described in the book. I put in this book in a simple way to understand. It's a pretty small book. There's a reason why it's small. So it's not gonna be overwhelmed with information that nobody needs. It's yeah. all simplified in the basic case studies. So people can see examples of what I've done and how I did it in a different angle, mm-hmm. the way I did that nobody does. And it's, it's just my talent. I cannot teach anybody how to do those things. Right. But it, it can give you an opportunity to see the world from a different perspective. And when you do that, your actually brain chemistry changes. So every time you experience something different, you're changing your brain chemistry, You're creating a new connection in your brain cells. No, so I I, I, I
1: love uh, I love brain talk, absolutely. In fact, one of the uh, one of the conversations that I listened to uh, was this brain scientist that came on or new that came on as a guest on this show that I used to listen to, uh, the Ron Burgundy podcast show. And they talk about you know brain plasticity, how the brain works, our memory, and how there's 1,400 new brain cells being born every single day. And if you don't put them to work, they're essentially gonna go die.
0: That's the reason I always work. <laughs> but it, it's part of my, like my identity is designed to be challenged. It's also my personality, which is a challenger. The type, the name for type A personality is a challenger. So people are asking me why I keep doing what I'm doing. I obviously don't need any more money, but they don't understand if I stop doing it, I'll get depressed. I have nothing else in my life that will challenge me. So why Warren Buffett still working? And he's like, almost 90 years old yeah yeah because if he won't he'll die it's literally the end so the work that what keeps us moving forward and the challenges makes us looking forward to tomorrow we're not challenged the life becomes very dull and boring and there's no point to live in my world yeah if you there's no reason if you're
1: not looking forward to tomorrow what is the point to wake up in the morning there's no point exactly Uh, i really struck a chord with depression and not doing anything right when when you don't do anything you're not engaging your mind yes you're going to feel this depressed and a lot of people are finding ways to curb that into curb that depression by other watching a ton of tv (laughs) but that can only go so far because you know you, you will run out of things there as well so how would you go about so you keep working how does somebody step into that space to have that open-mindedness
0: it's, it depends on people personality like you said watching tv it might not be bad for somebody watching tv i'm right. not a musician i wish i would mm. have been a musician then i would just play music mm. and i would that would be challenging enough for me to get to the next level or learn a new instrument yeah i would absolutely love that but unfortunately I don't have a talent. The only talent I have is solving business problems. Because it took me a very long time to figure out what I'm actually good at. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to try a million different things. And I had million different projects. But the the thing that I'm talented, something that's been given to me and something I've been doing since I was as long as I remember myself is the creating businesses and solving business problems. And everybody have their own talents. It doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have yeah. to be work. It might be family. It might be a great family person, or you might be a good person at your church and or some kind of a you know donate your time to some activities. Mm-hmm. Help some kind of nonprofit organization. There's, there's a million things you can do, but yeah, as long yeah. as you challenge yourself in whatever your talent is or makes you happy, because that's pretty much the goal of life, is to be happy, all right? That makes me happy. It's challenges what makes me happy, but the only challenge I'm good at is the business. Mm. I've been looking for a lot of different ones. It just, none of them keep me interested. I cannot watch sports. I'm not entertained by sports
1: at yeah, all. That's not my forte either, sports. Yeah, there's
0: nothing I can do. How many times you can watch your favorite shows Yeah, there's only a few good ones out there.
1: Agreed, agreed. Very few, few uh, of these shows out there that are worth spending our time in. So what has kept you motivated? And one of the things is, you know, keeping yourself busy, but what, what are some of the other things that have kept you motivated in going through the different stages of your own life is the challenge. Yeah. The challenge. Because
0: for me, I get motivated for a business. So and I always look for opportunities to go and to be challenged. So before I used to start my own businesses, I don't start my own businesses anymore mm-hmm. because it's kind of getting boring to me. I don't enjoy actually doing business anymore. I like yeah. I enjoy the challenge. I enjoy solving a problem. Once I solve the problem, I have to sell the business, it becomes almost pain in the butt because yeah. all you have to do is buying and selling businesses. It's just not something that challenges me. Mm-hmm. That's not what I like. I don't like yeah. buy and sell businesses. I like to solve problems. Solving so the problems, that's yeah. why I always look for people who's got like an idea for a business and I'm trying to figure out how to take that business to the next level. That's my case studies in the book because I put like there's three case studies in the story. So technically mm-hmm. there's four stories in there. It tells you how I got people from zero to eight figures. And in some cases in under a year.
1: Yeah. Reading the book, I really enjoyed the the question you asked of Steve Jobs. And he's like, oh, we're a computer company. Yeah. Product company. We're a product company. Right. We're a product company. We don't need to. And then your answer is what we're looking at. Apple executing in the past two decades.
0: Right, that's where they make the money, all their profits is in iTunes today. They cannot make money out of their hardware anymore. Yeah. iTunes right now charges 30% people from the applications. I mean, that's, where, that's why they are a trillion
1: dollar company. Yes. Not because they sell iPhones. <laughs> so, so true. So, so true. Alex, I'm, I'm baffled on, on your experience. And it's just, it's just amazing that you've been able to solve so many problems. Is there a problem that was more exciting than others in your past experience?
0: I did put the school in the book. I love this school because it was very challenging. Mm-hmm try to figure out how to make something so competitive to start your own trade school. It was my business. So it was not actually helping somebody else. I was actually trying to figure it out on my own, but I was still young, mm. a little bit more ambitious than now. And now I don't want to start any more businesses. Right. But back then it was very, very challenging to figure out how to deliver something that nobody ever could because people do not go to trade school for education they go to trade school to increase their income potential and 9 out of 10 people don't have the money to pay for that trade school and 9 and 7 out of 10 will never get a job leaving that trade school so how to fix all those things and still be the most profitable school in the history of trade schools it was it was a lot of fun that's why i, I use it that case study all the time because it was extremely challenging to do. Extremely challenging. And the way I solve those problems by bringing like companies like Coca Cola and Lancome to outsource to and creating my headhunting services in it mm-hmm. and guarantee people jobs at the end of the school. There is no trade school in the world, not a university in the world guarantees jobs. At the end of the school yeah and very high paying jobs so not only that it cost them zero out of their pocket mm-hmm. to get it so there's so many moving parts oh yeah and I still figure do. out how to be the most profitable per student school in the world it baffles me why nobody uses it yet hmm I've told it to everybody. I've, I've told that model so, to so many so who, trade schools, like use it help people. I'm so not the an industry anymore.
1: So you created that school or you had the idea, white paper essentially was, was it implemented anywhere? Or did you sell the school to anybody or? I sold that
0: school. No, there was active school for three years. The school was active for three years. The, the reason we sold the school because that that's my problem. Once
1: it's done, you're not solving any more problems. you challenging. It's, you get a handoff to somebody who's gonna run the yeah. engine now. Go go. So it's almost like you're the mechanic that builds this beautiful, powerful car, and once you're done with it, like okay, here's the here's race car driver, right. go drive it.
0: Yeah, I'm. I look at myself as an architect. Right,
1: the architect.
0: Yeah. Right. I create like a blueprint. And I'm making an adjustments as we go, it doesn't it doesn't mean the first time I write it, it's gonna be perfect. It's like architect right. might take you a long time to figure it out. Because some businesses took me a lot longer. Yeah. Some businesses, my quickest one, we've got to eight figures in nine months. So that's the quickest way we generate income in my life. Wow. And I have another cases that we've got to eight figures. It took me six years to get there. It was a lot more work. I mean, we generated, we got to seven figures pretty fast. Yeah. But you get to the next level was very hard for us. It took me a long time to make an adjustments and figure yeah. it out and it, it's, but that's something that I enjoyed That's the whole thing. I wanna see that, those problems. If it's too easy, mm-hmm. I get like, okay, once it's done, I need to move forward, look for something else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Man, we, we've been having some really deep conversations. I, I really like the neuroplastic brain language because when you change that chemistry, you don't need external medicine either. No. Because your brain.
0: The school, so one of the things that I created in the school that's called C here. Mm-hmm. So the, the way you learn and the way you, you actually have ability to understand what you learned. Because the problem in most schools, people get out of the school without actually knowing or understanding the subject. You yeah. might know the subject, but they don't understand it. That's why when people hire somebody, looking for somebody with experience, it's not necessarily with the education.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, because to create the educational system, which is, I call it C-S-E-E, Mm -hmm. it's in the book as well it's just sequential experiential exponential so sequential means you have a sequences of experiences and you have to expand on top of them and that's how you learn that's how you change your brain chemistry because Mm -hmm. being expanded you have to create more and more different connections that you haven't had before
1: that makes a lot of sense to me because And that's how I found myself learning a lot more than actually, I mean, I wasn't able to tell stories two, three years ago. But as I experienced them through talking to others and listening to other people's stories, I was able to then mimic that and tell my own stories and started seeing the formula, started seeing the inner workings of a story. And it's, it's definitely put me in a much better place than I was, you know, three four years ago before I started the podcast.
0: It's experience. Everything is. It's just kids. Kids that are not born for right. the ability to walk.
1: No, they're not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It,
0: it's a lot of perseverance mm-hmm. and try and fall, and are before they actually walk. They have to experience to balance themselves and the yeah. first steps. And people. We live in a world that people get too lazy. They don't want to learn anything anymore. Yeah. It works. It, work. it, it's it work. does. Some it people works. challenge and some people get dismotivated very, very yeah. fast.
1: Alex, thank you so much, man, for sharing your time with us and talking about the book and talking about your journey. And what really fascinates you is these challenges. Well, I challenge you to level up your... <laughs> your studio setup when you get a chance, maybe come closer yeah, to the microphone. But again, right? It's it's not something that's this is the best you. in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So it's been a lot of fun talking with you, man. Thank you so much for sharing. We're gonna take a quick pause. And then when we return, you're gonna share three Amazing tips that you've learned over the experience I know you don't like calling it them hacks but three amazing tips that uh, listeners here can take away and apply in their lives I'm Junaid Ahmed host of hacks and hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at humble zone this episode is brought to you by home studio mastery I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that'll reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit HomestudioMastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. All right, we're back. All right, we're back. Welcome back guys. We have been talking with Alex Moses. We've been having some really amazing conversations in the green room. We had some really cool chats about the state of the world and how you cannot do anything alone. If you think that you stand up on your own feet and run your business, think again, there's somebody else behind the scenes that's our brother <laughs> that's the brains behind you know whatever you're running at and and we we learn about elon musk we learn about uh steve jobs and steve Wozniak. you know they work together paul allen and and bill gates you know team work uh there was a there was a there's a saying where one person is just one but two people are actually equal to 11 people because one in one makes 11. <laughs> so Alex, let's continue the conversation. And you were mentioning something about the power of partnership, the power of people, and how if I don't have an expertise in one area, for example, I am not good at marketing. Sorry, <laughs> I call myself a marketer, but Neither I'm not am good I. at marketing, right? I'm not so good at marketing today. how do we find people that can fill in the blanks for us
0: that's a good question it's a lot of perseverance a lot of work finding people you have to first they might be around you already you mm-hmm. just identify the right people that's challenging and the only way that i know how is to understand their personalities so i just Going, give them like a test, understanding their personality, understanding their identity, how they behave, their energy, those four things are extremely important to understand a human being. It's very complex, that's what my expertise, it's not mm-hmm. where my talent is, but that's where my expertise is, is understanding people. So the people like Steve Jobs and everybody else that I work with at a high level that I was not, I don't wanna work at a high level with people anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun as people think. And those people actually don't pay a lot of money. They pay <laughs> less than anybody else. They're <laughs> trying to, try they to save make a, a penny. lot more money with the people who are struggling trying to make a first dollar mm. than with, with the richest people in the world, believe it or not. Amazing. But understanding people is extremely important part. So once they, you understand them, you understand where they fit in in the model that you're trying to build. Or what do you want to do? If I'm trying to help somebody, I want to understand what their skills, mm. natural skills, not learned. Because learned, you never know how good they're going to get at it. But natural, something they're born with, I know they're going to be good at it. And not mm. only are they going to be good at it, they're going to feel good about doing it. Because yeah. it's natural to them. It's not learned. So that's probably would be number one tip that I would recommend everybody, just to learn yourself as much as you can. If you want to contact me, I can even do it for you. I don't charge. money. Nice. Because this is something that everybody have to know. Unfortunately, there's nothing online, you can take a personality test. That's about it. Yeah. But it's it doesn't, it doesn't give you a full picture.
1: Yeah, you could you can take personality tests, but somebody still has to interpret what you just took, right?
0: Yeah. That's only personality, but yeah, your behavior is not your personality. Your right, identity is not. completely different from your personality. Yeah, because your behavior and your identity is something you're born with, and your personality is something you acquired. Yeah. So it, that's three three of those things that are completely different. And then you have the energy on top of it. because based on your energy you're gonna be completely different person if you have a good energy if you woke up and you feel great you you get your behavior is going to be completely different even if you didn't get any sleep yeah and you're groggy and tired you're gonna be reactive to everybody Mm. you're the same person nothing changed yeah it's just the energy that
1: changed wow that's that's really powerful so uh quickly share not quickly Take your time and sharing three hacks to take care of for the audience so they can implement in their lives. And, and one, you already gave know thyself, right? Yeah, so I believe that. that's the most important. If
0: you don't know yourself, you're never gonna find a way to be happy.
1: Yeah. In order for
0: these, I believe the secret to happiness happiness to understand yourself. And that's kind of a hobby of mine. That's mm-hmm. not something I make money with. Yeah, but that's something extremely important. And number two is the power of others.
1: Hmm.
0: Nobody can build
1: anything on their own. I'm writing this down.
0: Yeah, the Amazon has a million employees. They didn't become... Bezos by himself <laughs> would not be able to deliver a billion packages. You need to have a million people team in order to become a company like Amazon. Or you need to have 200,000 employees in order to be the company like an apple so power of others is extremely important don't try to rely on yourself only always be open to bring new people Mm -hmm. to work with like even on my side project wherever i do i have like two people that i work with they're not business related like my own thing even like writing these books i need to have somebody who designed the I need somebody who copyrighted it. I need somebody who proofread what I write and correct it because English is not my first, or second, or third language, but I already lost count which language it is. But somebody has to do it. Even to do something simple as this, you're gonna need the help of other people. If you need to build a business, you're gonna need a lot of different people to help you. Like marketing, for example, you might need help with the marketing. I'm not, Mm -hmm. not a marketing expert. Not an advertising expert. I like to solve business problems. I want to see the path. Yeah. Honestly, know how what we need to do and how to build that path. And the third one, what would be the most important? The third one that I would recommend must have in life the Mother Teresa story. Let me tell you Mother Teresa story. Let's hear it out of all the places in the world she actually was here in phoenix and one of the local billionaires came to her and offered her any amount of money for anything she needs mm-hmm. like donation or build a new monastery and yeah. she's got a new project that needs money so she asked him he asked her if there's anything on this planet that he can help her with he has yeah. got the access to everything to whatever she needs and once she looked in his eyes and told him go home and love your family. So that's would be the third, the most important thing in the world. Love your family.
1: Love your family. That's right. Because with that family, we are literally alone and nobody. I love that. I love that. Because I I, have everything that I do. And that i have been doing is because of my family to be able to, to be able to provide for them to be able to Support them in their journeys. Man, that's the powerful ones. So number one, know yourself. Number two, the power of other people. And number three, go back and love your family because they are your backbone. A, re- a really cool thing that happened over the past few years when I started a podcast, I would post my you know podcast episode and I would tell my wife, like, you didn't like my post (laughs) she's like i don't need to like it i'm here for all of you not just that one thing i'm here physically i'm like you're right and it took me a while to get over that fact and understand that these conversations are not for her these conversations are for me to understand who i am to grow To become a better person and basically doing practice in how to become a much more rounder person alex thank you so much man this was this was a ton of fun going to jump into some quick questions that i'd like to ask my guests Number one what is the one hobby that you wish you got into my job is my hobby
0: i love what i do this is my hobby i don't have hobbies i mean I don't do anything else besides work because I'm like a workaholic by nature.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. This is actually, I don't work to work. I work because this is something that challenges me. This is what I like to do. This is what keeps me going. It keeps me in the shape that I am through all the things that I've gone through because I had so many opportunities not to be here by now. Mm -hmm. I think the only reason I'm here because there's still people out there who need me. And the moment they stopped needing me, yeah, I'll be gone.
1: Yeah, man, that's deep, man. What did you want to be when you were a child? And we've heard earlier that you've been in numerous countries. I think I wanted
0: exactly who I am. I wanted to become a somebody who can help people and be a businessman and entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but in like in a spiritual way yeah because spirituality was a big part of my life always and and i i grew up in a communist country so mm-hmm. which is spirituality was pretty much forbidden spirituality
1: was forbidden yeah are you serious wow yeah i had no idea
0: yeah it was a communist country so in the communist country there is no religion of any oh. kind and government is your gut. Mm. Yeah, it was And yet I still would, you know, follow different religions and try to learn different religions and try to understand myself better through religions. Even the anagram test that you took, Mm -hmm. you probably don't know, but it came from the sacred organization that I was part of, which is actually in the book, The Fourth Way. Yeah. So the anagram actually belongs to Fourth Way. And the person who wrote it, the original anagram with the nine personalities, is actually the founder of Fourth Way. Wow. So That's it's, most people don't know. I mean, I'm, I know a lot of history. Um, yeah, I like to
1: learn. No, I, I love that. And, and it makes sense because th- those are some really deep um, conversations on who you are, who what your personality is based on the test that you took. Now the test that I took was 2019 so do we, So here's a question for you, right? Do we change over time or does our personality change over time so that you would shift from one Enneagram to a, a different number?
0: Yes, 100%. Not only over time, you can change by the end of the day. Holy smokes. <laughs> so because how would... your personality, mm. like you, for example, right? I'll give you a very good example so you can understand. Yeah. Your personality is seven. Right. It gives you very like friendly, very positive person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By the end of the day, when you're tired, you can become a very groggy negative person.
1: <laughs> so hey, I'm not gonna say change, you're right, but <laughs> there might be some truth in that.
0: You <laughs> might be a completely different person in the morning and the evening. Some people are morning people, like me, mm-hmm. for example, and some people are like evening people. That's not me. I'm like a morning person, like at four in the morning. Yeah. And I'm working at five at six, I'm already working. It's not because I'm crazy, because that's my, that's what I like, it's my peak time. But if you're gonna call me at 10 o'clock in the evening- You can find somebody else. I'll be like, you know, the personality of a wallpaper. (laughs) I'm gonna be like a
1: zombie walking around. I won't be able to function at all or think at all. Well, that explains a lot. Because my wife always tells me, Where is that guy who is talking to all the people on the podcast? And how do I get this guy who doesn't? (laughs) I I can teach you a few tricks how to do that. All right.
0: How to keep your, yeah. Because it's the energy. Once you manage your energy properly, Mm -hmm. you can function for a lot longer and be in the better presence of yourself for a lot longer and being actually aware because level of your awareness is extremely important as well.
1: Yeah. Man, I love it. All right. Next question is around uh, your favorite movie or TV show. Ah. I have two
0: most favorite TV shows. Oh, nice. That should be almost obvious. One is Lie to Me and the other one is Perception. Very cool. Yeah.
1: Lie to me in person, they're both about
0: human mind and you know, and behavior. Yeah, lie to me is how to read people's faces, you read when the people lie to you. Because mm-hmm. in the story of the show, they tell you the people lie three times in a five minute conversation, and that's people who do not normally lie, it's like an average
1: people that's insane,
0: not the people who's like
1: you know, liars. Wow, that's awesome. And that's the show is about
0: reading these people.
1: Reading the people, so. Mm.
0: To know whether they lie or not, because you lie a lot, whether you think or not, but I can tell you something very interesting you might like. Mm -hmm. There's one person that you lie to more than anybody you ever heard ever lie to you. You know who that person is? Who is it? Is it me? It's you
1: i lied to myself more than anybody else nobody will
0: ever lie to you as much as you lie to yourself oh my
1: god stop lying to myself junaid come on this is embarrassing (laughs) man all right let's let's uh let's go to the next question i like i like this part and and i'm guessing reading reading through your book i can stop lying to myself more be more truthful to myself to know who i am better
0: yeah that's the, the whole idea is for you to see where you fit in in life the problem you lie to yourself because you want to do something that you're not comfortable doing mm. or something you don't want to do you keep trying to you know lie
1: to yourself that you want to do it and you don't and that's where you need other people yeah. And that's why you need the
0: team. That's why you need a wife. You cannot have a child without a woman. No, you can't. <laughs> you, you need to have a team and the family. You need, you need to have a, in order for you to have a family, it's a, it's a team. You have a no. wife and you have a kid. All of now you have a team.
1: Amen. Our next question What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it?
0: That's a good one. What movie would I choose if I had to play in it?
1: Goodwill Hunting. Oh yeah.
0: And I would pay play the Robin Williams. The Robin
1: Williams role. (laughs) I like that he. uh, he's one of my favorite actors. I mean, it was it was such a demise to, sad to hear how he. Passed away, but that's a really good movie and a good character.
0: Nice. Yeah. I like the good widow hunting and I I really relate to Robin Williams' part as a psychiatrist in a psychologist. Because that's what I see myself. Yeah. The only difference is I apply it more to a business instead of a people.
1: Instead of people. I wanted to apply to people. I just don't have that skill set.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I haven't played the role because I cannot do this in real life. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like it. I like it um who is your favorite superhero
0: my favorite superhero i have a superheroes I'm, I'm extremely like i'm too business person there's no real superheroes in my world but a person that i respected the most john z rockefeller mm. i would call him a superhero
1: yeah and uh, and if you look at it from that perspective, there's a few superheroes that fall in that line.
0: Yeah, John D. Rockefeller. Most people don't know the history. I don't know if you know the history that well about John D. Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. He's the first person in the history of the world who created the company's businesses, where the people were actually stockholders of the okay. businesses he started. Wow. Yeah, so most of the companies he worked with, the people actually had stocks in that companies. So every single employee was actually an investor Mm -hmm. in the company. Wow. Most people, it's kind of one of those histories people do not know. Plus the John Z. Rockefeller was teaching the Sunday school for his whole life. He never spent a single Sunday going to church and teaching the Sunday school.
1: That's amazing.
0: He was a very religious guy. He never drank a drop of alcohol very spiritual, and he was actually a very good person. Most people always like to pick on the rich and famous, The rich he was and famous part, a very but... good human being.
1: He had his priority in the right place.
0: Yeah, they all were right. They were all for the people. Yeah. Obviously, he did a lot of donations. He helped a lot of different people, but the government would pick on him a lot because they don't like Monopoly. <laughs> but it was not Monopoly because... All those businesses actually belong to the employees Mm -hmm. that's something
1: wow i have to dig in more on john D. rockefeller uh last question if you were a board game what would it be i didn't hear it can you repeat it if you yourself would be a board game what would it be if i myself would be a king a board game
0: if i would be a board game what board game would i be
1: definitely chess chess yes Yes. definitely (laughs) amen well thank you so much again alex for the opportunity to come on here and chat with us here on hacks and hobbies we wish you the very best luck and all the amazing things that you're doing this year and for the years to come we'll talk to you soon
0: thank you it was fun
1: all right thank you guys for listening in. we had an awesome conversation with alex moses tune in to the next episode or drop a message to alex we're gonna have the link to his book and other places that you can connect with alex uh, in the show notes so we'll catch you in the next one